Welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of the Morning Rush, which you can catch every weekday morning from 6 to 9 on ESPN Arkansas. You can also check out our website at hitthatline.com for all types of great interviews, articles, podcasts, videos, whatever it is dealing with the Arkansas Razorbacks. Be sure to check it out at hitthatline.com. I must start off and apologize to everybody for the hiatus that I've been on the past few days on this podcast. Uh, there was a, a lot of things going on, and I actually had to go to the doctor, and I know that, okay, well, first off, let me just start. I know none of you really truly care about this. You just want to get your information, but I just want to explain myself, so that way, if uh, if any of you were actually wondering what was going on with me, I'm giving you at least a little bit of an explanation. So basically, uh, I had an issue where I was not sleeping at all, and it was really <laughs> weird because I never had that issue before. And I was having it to where I have to wake up at 4.30 every morning, you know, to go to work and do my radio show. Well, as crazy as it was, I, I went, tried to go to bed one night, and I couldn't. It was just one of those, you know, sleepless nights. It happens. We all, we all go through those. And I got about two or three hours of sleep. And then I go through the day, and I come home, and I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to try to nap, try to get my sleep back. Didn't happen. Could not sleep. So I was like, okay, well, I'll just make up for it tonight. Did not happen. Could not sleep that next night, too. So it, there was a lot of uh, weird, almost like you know, people were just, I don't, I, mean, I don't even know what, how to describe it truly. It was just a very weird thing. And people were trying to give me all of these uh, random you know, sleep aids and all that, and it just really didn't, didn't work out the way I was hoping to. But either way, I'm, I'm hoping I'm back. I'm hoping I'm feeling better. Uh, the radio show was tough enough and doing this podcast. I apologize again because, you know, that was not my intention to just not do the podcast. I wanted to do the podcast. I wanted to be able to bring you guys some information, especially dealing with uh, everything that's going on in the sports world. But it was just really difficult for me during that time. So, again, appreciate all of your patience with me and your support. And hopefully uh, we can continue to make this grow because the podcast, especially when Eric Musselman was hired at Arkansas, was uh, by far the best uh, podcast reach we've ever had I mean we were getting thousands of listenings each and every podcast which was big time for us so uh, really appreciate all of you who reached out and all of the uh, love and support you gave so let's jump right into it folks shall we I, I know that this is an Arkansas Razorbacks podcast and we will get to some of the Arkansas Razorback news uh, during the podcast but right now I just I can't <laughs> I, I can't really focus completely on the Arkansas Razorback sports because there's not really much going on. I know really, uh, the baseball series that they had against Vanderbilt didn't go according to plan, but had a nice big game three victory. Um, you know, there, there's always some a little bit of news here and there when it comes to the Razorbacks, but I, I just feel like it would be a waste of my time and a waste of breath to not do the podcast and just talking about Tiger Woods. I mean, I mean what Tiger Woods did at the Masters. If you listen to my show this morning, obviously you, a lot of you probably heard my thoughts and opinions on it already, but I wanted to continue to share those because there is just something special about what I witnessed yesterday. Um, so indulge me, if you will, and I hope that every one of you were able to check it out as well and just check out the monumental moment it was because, you know, sports are funny. Sports do things to us that we would never have before and we would never even dream of in any other circumstance where it could move us to such anger 
and frustration where we really have no involvement in it. Uh, it moves us to joy and happiness and excitement in a way that, you know, not many things or not many people could do. And in the case that we saw yesterday, it can move us to so much emotion and even move us to borderline tears based off of some amazing accomplishment by someone you've never even met. And that's what we got yesterday with Tiger Woods and winning the Masters. I can't tell you how many times I've watched majors over and over and over again, hoping that at some point he would finally get over the hump. Hoping at some point he would be able to win a major and get back on track to trying to pass Jack because he's been stuck at 14 this whole time. And at just some point, I was hoping that would happen and that would be the case. But unfortunately, uh, I felt like it was never going to happen. It felt like it was going to just be in constant, just up in the air. But yesterday, it finally happened. And I can't tell you folks that when I was watching this uh, whole Masters weekend and kept on hoping that Tiger Woods would at least be in contention. I didn't have any pipe dreams or anything that he was actually going to win it because it, it just didn't seem likely. But I was at least hoping that he could be in contention because that really, to me at least, was the most important thing. It's all about contention for Tiger Woods. And when Sunday rolled around and they had to move up the tee time and you know, they talked about the weather and how big of an issue that could play into it all, I started kind of saying, you know, if Tiger Woods can just be in the back nine and still playing for something, this is going to be a great day because I got Game of Thrones to watch tonight and Razorback Baseball and seeing how that game would go. It's, it's, it's going to set up for a perfect scheduled night since the earlier start uh, really helped it out. So once Tiger Woods was, you know, he was there, he, was, he kept being in the mix, he kept hitting holes, but then – when he went on to uh, to the twelfth hole and did what he did, that's that's when it all started really feeling real. That's when I think we all knew that th this is something special now because we all know about that hole twelve. This is something special, and of course it all played out perfectly. And Tiger Woods got on the green on the eighteenth to the roar of the crowd as he was walking up and with his black mock turtleneck or his red mock turtleneck and his black pants and a black hat and made his way up there to the roars of the crowd and when he hit that putt in to win it all to win the green jacket the place just went nuts everybody went nuts and every eyeball was on television watching tiger woods and the fist pumps and the the greatness that he felt and just the relief he felt you know you could tell it just from his body language and from his facial expressions and it, it just doesn't get any better than that and i'm watching this and i start to feel tears like coming on and as as lame and weird as that sounds i had no explanation for it I've seen a lot of sports moments. I've seen a lot of sports greatness. I've seen a lot of uh, 
a lot of great games, uh, games that I was emotionally invested in. And I don't think it's ever moved me to an emotion like that. But for some reason, Tiger Woods did. Winning the Masters, Tiger Woods and that whole event and seeing him hug his family and his kids and to hear the, the chants of Tiger and to hear Jim Nance and you know his wonderful narration and his wonderful voice play it all out. I mean, that just doesn't get better than that, folks. When it comes to sports, it does not get better than that. Now, obviously, the whole thing with the Masters is great, grand, and wonderful. That, and that's great. But I think it's even a bigger thing, to me at least, and takes it one step further than just being a great sporting event. It shows you just how powerful sports can be. And it shows you a lot of times, although athletes, professional athletes, big-time, iconic, legendary athletes may be untouchable to us at times. But we're also constantly reminded of just how human they truly can be. And Tiger Woods proved that he was human when he felt like he was just the greatest golfer of all time, the, the guy that was, there was no stopping him and what he was able to do every single match there for a, a period of time from the late 90s to the mid-2000s. It was just, it was all Tiger Woods. And then he made the mistakes. He had the off-the-course issues where uh, his marriage was crumbling down all of these women started coming out. Uh, you know, people were talking about drug problems and uh, all, all of the extracurricular things that came along with it. It just seemed surreal. But after all of that, you're like, well, we'll see how it affects him on the course because he's still Tiger Woods. And it affected him in a way that none of us could have ever predicted. <laughs> it affected him in a way that he didn't even seem like the same person. Didn't even seem like Tiger Woods. And then to add on top of that, we started seeing the injuries rack up. Whether it was an MCL or an Achilles or a back or whatever it was, he fought through all of these injuries and had all of these surgeries. And a lot of us remember the moment where he was just knees on the grass in a golf tournament, just writhing in pain. Like, he was almost like he couldn't even move. And he even said that two years ago, he didn't think he'd be able to walk again. That's a human. That's not a Superman. That's not, you know, somebody that's just completely invincible. That's a human being. As great as he was, and as iconic as he was, still flesh and blood. And he came back after all of that. And after all the things that he went through at the age of 43, he came back and he won the Masters. He won and had an accomplishment that is far greater than any of us can probably ever imagine. It's never about the money because Tiger Woods has got more money than we know. But about that accomplishment. I mean, that's just, it's incredible. And it showed and just how sports can be to us in so many ways. And I'm sure a lot of you felt the same way. But again, what it showed me, and then when I started wondering why in the world was I actually tearing up after watching Tiger Woods 
swing a golf club and and get the ball in the hole a lot more times than not and find a way to win the Masters. Why why were I why was I emotional about that? Why did I care that much about Tiger Woods? I enjoy watching him play. There's no doubt. But I think the relatability that I had, that you have, that so many of us have to somebody as great as Tiger Woods really came out. Because every part of us and every one of us have had something happen in our lives where it felt like it was all crumbling down. We felt like there was no reason to continue on, no reason to go on, where you've hit those tough, rough patches that doesn't seem like there's any light at the end of the tunnel. There's no digging yourself out of it and getting back to the light. There's times where we go through that. But there's nothing sweeter than working our way back and to continue to fight and to fight against all odds and to fight against everybody that doubts us and to carry on our own individual self into making us back to where we need to be, back to something great. There's not a better accomplishment than that. And we've all done it before. And Tiger Woods did it before, did it yesterday. That to me is why I was emotional. That to me is why I cared so much. It wasn't necessarily just because Tiger Woods won a Masters. It was because we were able to witness somebody who is at the pinnacle fall to the lowest of lows and climb their way back into the light. How do you not root for somebody like that? How do you not relate to somebody like that? How do you not cheer and get emotional after you see somebody accomplish something like that? I sincerely hope the Arkansas Razorbacks ever make me feel that way. I don't know if it'll ever happen. Maybe not in my lifetime. But folks, that's what sports is all about. That's why I do this podcast. That's why I watch sports. That's why I deal with sports. That's why the the storyline and the interest of sports means so much to me, and I'm sure it means so much to you. You emotionally attach yourself to someone or some team, and you wear it on your sleeve. Because the lowest of lows you can go through and you, can, you believe in fighting your way back, just like your team or your favorite player. And when the greatest accomplishments are made by whoever it is, your favorite team, your favorite player, you feel like you accomplished something too. Congratulations to Tiger Woods on winning the Masters. Let's hope it's not the only one. Because, buddy, what you did... Not only for the game of golf, but for so many of us out there, can never be appreciated enough. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. All right, moving on into the next segment of the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. You know, uh, a lot of you who follow me on social media, you know that I am a big, big fan of Game of Thrones. And Game of Thrones started in its series finale season, if that makes sense, uh, this past Sunday. And there's going to be a few more episodes, I believe five more episodes, only six-episode season. So it's going to be a little shorter. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. 
I am just letting everybody know that I'm going to dedicate the final segment of, or at least one of the segments of the Locked On Razorbacks podcast on these Mondays to recap and react to Game of Thrones. <laughs> now, some of you probably do not care about this, do not want to hear this, do not want to care about the spoilers that I'm about to let loose, but uh, this is something that was actually asked of me by a lot of you who listen to the podcast or a lot of you that follow, follow me on social media. So I'm going to go ahead and do that here. So only on these Mondays, there's only so basically the next you know, five Mondays on this podcast on one of the segments, uh, I'm going to do this. So it's not going to be permanent. It's not going to be the whole time, but hopefully it goes really well. And I'm sure you guys will have your own inputs, too, because. Uh, what I'm going to talk about with Game of Thrones is probably stuff that you already know or stuff that uh, I, maybe I miss and I don't even talk about, but something you thought was important. So this is just my discussion, my raw uh, emotions and reaction uh, from the latest episode of Game of Thrones. So if you want to chime in, though, be sure to do so by following me on social media at Rush John Neighbors and getting after me on Twitter that way. So, again, if you haven't watched it or if you don't want spoilers, go ahead and uh, cut that podcast out. I hate to say it to you, but just go ahead and cut it out. All right. Here we go. The latest episode of Game of Thrones. Season 8. Episode 1. This episode did not stand out as far as any crazy plot twist or spoil... Like, any, you know, just anything crazy. Because compared to what we've seen a lot of times in Game of Thrones, we've seen some craziness. This episode did not have that, and that's okay. Some people even said it was kind of a bummer and disappointing. I don't, I don't buy that. I don't believe that. I feel like that's probably just coming from people who were expecting the moon when it came to episode one, and because they didn't get people dying all over the place for the war yet, they, they see it as just a failure. So I, I'm not buying into that. This show, this episode was about reunions, plain and simple. It was about reunions it was about Jon Snow seeing Bran Stark and Arya Stark and Samwell Tarly for the first time in a long time all right it was about Arya seeing Jon Snow seeing the Hound and seeing Gendry for the first time in a long time it was about Sansa Stark seeing Tyrion Lannister for the first time in a long time. That's what this episode was about because all these people are coming together and going to be having to fight together, which I know a lot of them hate doing. And I know a lot of youth know that they hate doing. And so to be able to set the tone and to set the stage for what this battle is going to be, you had to show some of these people meeting and how it was going to go. And might as well get that out of the way in the very first episode. I thought that was what was really important by it. Not to mention the fact that uh, seeing that Samuel Tarley was basically told by Bran that he had to go and tell Jon Snow about the secret. It's like, hey, you're actually sleeping with your aunt. Yeah, bad stuff. You're actually the heir to the Iron Throne, the rightful heir to the Iron Throne. He did it in front of Ned Stark's statue. Isn't that funny? Isn't that clever? And if you remember the very first episode... Please, first episode, first or second episode of Game of Thrones in, in its entirety, Jon Snow kept trying to ask Ned Stark about his mother, and Ned Stark said, next time I see you, 
I'll tell you about your mother. Well, he never got to see him again. So it was only fitting that he found out by standing in front of Ned Stark's statue. I thought that was the interesting thing. But the big thing was the cliffhanger that the show got left on, where Jamie Lannister riding in by himself because uh, his sister basically was uh, trying to betray the, uh, the North, where they all agreed to fight together. And we all saw him leave uh, late episode, in uh, season seven. He left. Well, now he's made it to Winterfell. And he's going to fight and join them to try to fight off the army of the dead. Well, when he gets off his horse, who's the first person he sees? Bran Stark. Bran just sat around staring at everybody pretty much this whole, the whole time. So he, he stared at Bran Stark, and Bran Stark stared at him. And then there was a look of like, oh. Because when we talked about reunions, what was the la- who, or when was the last time that Jamie Lannister and Bran Stark saw each other. The very first episode, when Jamie Lannister pushed Bran Stark out of the window because Bran saw Jamie and his sister Cersei. How great. I can't wait now till the second episode, but uh, I thought it was a great start. Great start, solid start. We'll see how these relationships build and where they go from here. I'm not going to be in the one of getting into predictions until I start feeling it. But I do know, though, that the war is going to be coming here in probably episode two or three, the Great War. And I'm just letting everybody know there's going to be some major characters dying. I hate to see it. I hate to say it. But it's happening. So just to let everybody know and get ready for that. So anyways, we'll be doing this every Monday. So hopefully uh, you guys look forward to it. And I'll try to do my best to explain it my best way I can. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. Appreciate everybody listening into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after me on Twitter at Rush John Neighbors for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have. We will keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. We will see you then. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast.